JoeVertigan.com. This is another segment with uh, noted car builder, uh, crew chief Mike Randerson. And uh, at this point, you had wrapped up the 72 season uh, with the flying farmer, Roger Paul. Yep. Let's take us. We're now in the winter of 72, 73. And what is Mike Randerson up to at that point? Okay, so uh, after the 72 season, I just, I, I wanted to be able to, to run against the central Wisconsin guys like Trickle and Refner. And Which were all pretty much paved tracks yeah, at the time. Yeah. And um, so I decided uh, to team back up with Jerry Medina Smith and Lynn Blanchard. And I built a, a 73 Camaro. No, a 70 and a half Camaro. Okay. I'm sorry, but it was in 73. So I used, a, I bought a brand new Hummel and Moody front clip for it, and then I built the rest of the car myself. Um, and we put a Blanchard uh, 125 over 427. The Blanchard it. motors back then were pretty much bulletproof, weren't they? Yes, they were, yeah. And anyway, um, got the car done, and in the meantime, um, Roger Paul's car... Uh, he hired me to uh, convert that to a Nova, which was a shorter wheelbase than the Chevelle. So we took the 68 Chevelle that he had run the year before, shortened the frame up some more, modified the roll cage and whatever to make it shorter and put a Nova body on it. Okay. And I was working with a guy at U.S. Oil. I was the fleet manager then, and I had some mechanics under me. Right. And I had a mechanic by the name of Frank Audenhoven. And Frank Audenhoven uh, and I struck a deal where he he would take care of Roger Paul's car. Okay. And um, he would do basically what I did. I mentored him somewhat mm -hmm. in the early going. Sure. Uh, but Frank was a really good mechanic and good at keeping on top of things. And, and Frank, um, Frank was a mentor to my nephew, Jim Randerson. Right. And those, in that particular year, Frank would take Jim with him to the sure. races. Sure. And so that's where Jim kind of cut his eye teeth, so to speak. Right. Uh, and learning some more about race cars and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, Roger Paul was extremely successful with the Nova car too in the 1973 season, much more so than we were with the Camaro I built. Sure. Um, we went and raced at CWRA tracks, and there was a couple things about it. First off, um, it, it really didn't work well with my job at all because we had to travel a lot further. Oh, sure. And um, Back then, Plover was running at weekly, correct? Yeah, Plover and Lacrosse and places like that were all running. They had like a five-track deal going at Central Wisconsin. Right. And um, so we, about halfway through the season, Lynn Blanchard became somewhat disenchanted. He said, Mike, let's just convert it over and race it on dirt. Sure. And so we did. We came back to the dirt tracks and we ran the dirt tracks with it uh, for the balance of the 73 season. Um, we did run all of the races at Kokona, mm -hmm. you know, the red, white, and blue series. And actually for the blue race, I made some changes to the car that it really liked. And um, 
So when we went to the Blue Race, we actually got time money, qualified right up there. Oh, sure. And wouldn't you know, uh, the engine left go on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we didn't get to race the Blue Race. And that really um, kind of put the exclamation point on the 73 season. By the end of the season, Joe, I was flat broke. Right. Um, this sport I, can eat you up, really, as yeah. a car owner quickly can, and even back in the 70s. Yeah, I owed Al Pate, who was uh, the founder of Janelle's Tires. Right. Uh, Al gave me credit on tires. Right. And uh, and I, I owed him some money on tires. In fact, I went to Al at the end of the season. I said, Al, I'm not going to be able to pay until I get my taxes back. Sure. And he said, Mike, that's okay. You just go right ahead. That'll be fine. Right. So, so anyway... Um, the, I put the car, it was parked out in the yard, and that was it. And lo and behold, in uh, 74, we really didn't have anything going. We had no sponsors lined up. Like I said, I had to use my tax money to pay Alf off. Right. And lo and behold, in the meantime, my brother George passed away unexpectedly. Right. Leaving behind seven kids and a wow. wife. And... Um, so that really kind of knocked the wind out of my sails. And I helped my sister-in-law get George's affairs in order. Right. And, you know, get them, make sure they had a roof over their heads and stuff like that. Sure. And so finally one day I thought, well, I'm going to get the car back in the, the garage. Right. To get it ready to sell because, but I, I, I knew some improvements that I could make on the car that would make it a lot better. Right. And so... I, I brought the car, got it off the truck, and brought it in the garage. And I no more than got it in the garage, and Roger Regas showed up. Sure. And Roger had been watching the car sitting in the yard. Right. <laughs> he found out later. <laughs> and, uh, so Roger came to me, and he said, Mike, if I can, if I can find a buyer for the car, and I can get an engine for it, and get the tires and stuff lined up for it, you know, and hire you to take care of it and crew chief it for me, would you be interested? Sure. I said, oh, you bet I would. So this so, is the winter before the 74 season? Yep. Okay. This is, well, this is actually, Joel, by the time we got my brother's stuff cleaned up and right. what have you, mm -hmm. the 74 season was going along already going underway way underway yeah now was roger racing for gene wheeler yet at that time roger was racing for gene wheeler and i think there was some animosity there i don't know the whole story and it isn't important anyway right um anyway roger uh, stepped out of the re uh, the wheeler car and waited for me to get my car done for a few weeks i think sure so we put a rush on getting it done and the, the first, we towed it up to Shano, Joe, on a single axle trailer. And I, the trailer swayed so bad it wasn't funny. And we were really late getting there. And Rigi had gone to the powers that be at the Speedway. The time trials were over. Sure. And the track basically was, you know, the tackiness was gone out of it. It was going dry slick then. Right. And, uh, but they, gave, they agreed to give him a warm-up lap. And a qualifying lap. <laughs> wow. And would you believe he, he had quick time. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he was just <coughs> unbeatable in that car. I don't know how many features we won. We start. I think 
it was like July before we came out, but you know, um, he he just he just mowed him down with that thing. I'm telling you, and we even took it to Oshkosh a few times. We didn't go to Oshkosh every week at that point in time, but he loved Oshkosh. And really, we went to Oshkosh. I didn't like Oshkosh that much. No, how come? I don't know. It's just something about it. <coughs> but um, third mile compared to the half yeah, miles. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, we always went to Oshkosh when he wanted to, just because he was doing such a good job. We felt like, hey, we need, <clears throat> we need to do this. So we ended the 74 season, uh, you know, and he had Jerry Sheriff was the owner. He's the guy that bought the car to begin with. And uh, Lynn Blanchard was aboard, and uh, he had come out good because he got a percentage of the winnings right um, for supplying the engine for it and stump ford supplied the tires and so everybody was really happy after the end of the 74 season looking looking forward to 75 basically so it was a stump ford chevy yep and we ended up selling that car <coughs> to, to dennis teschke okay yep. yep the teddy bear yep and uh, so then I built a brand new car for the 75 season. Which we're going to pause right there, and we'll continue that uh, in our next segment. So okay. stand by.